All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of College Football Sunday. I'm Steve, with me always is Taz. Welcome back. Yes, sir. All right, this is our week two recap show, and wow, <laughs> this is going to be a really good year this year. Yeah, you, you got explosion. It's only week two. <laughs> I know, and it's been enough in the first two, two and a half weeks for a whole year. Right. Worth of storylines. It has. We had some really, really good games this week, too, again. Definitely. They hadn't disappointed at all. I mean, for us, we, we had the opportunity to kind of watch a little more probably than most, most people would because of how we're involved in it. Man, it's, again, <laughs> overtime after overtime after overtime. Man, you are not lying. <laughs> I don't remember a year where every week it seems like there's five, six, seven overtime games yeah, every week. Yeah. When you think the game, oh, it's done. It's yeah. over. <laughs> And somehow, some way, team last fourth down, uh-huh. they tend to make a play, and then they kick a field goal and tie it. Yep, that or they become Tom Brady on the last drive and <laughs> drive right down and tie the thing. Right, but I noticed also, man, I don't know why a lot of coaches they tend to change the defense up. Yeah, I noticed that a lot watching football these last couple of weeks. Right, just just play the same defense. Why are you going to give them cushion or give them opportunity to sit back there as a quarterback? Just kind of pick your partner, pick his places to go. Yeah, especially like when you know that they can't handle the pressure. Right. You've been killing them with pressure all game long. All game. And then now all of a sudden, oh, we're just going to rush three and drop back, and we're not going to pressure him anymore. Right. I don't I don't get a lot of it. But hey, it's good for football. <laughs> That's true. Keeps it interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'll be the first one to admit, this first game we're going to talk about, I did not believe was going to be a good game. At all. Right. I saw game day going there, mm-hmm. that big Sunday kickoff show that Fox mm-hmm. has going there, and I'm right. like, okay. And we talked about it before. You know, I just thought, oh, this is just a brand game. That's it. Just got two big names. They're just going to go right. there because they're the two biggest names, and I don't think this game's even going to be worth watching right. after the first quarter. Right. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'll be the first to admit. Right. But, Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I, like I said, I was a little bit optimistic about it because it was early in the year, and I've seen Alabama before play some, uh, maybe some FCS schools that mm-hmm. kind of hung around, you know, a couple, you know, a couple times, and uh, of course, like I said, Texas being home, they're gonna be hyped. Um, you're not sure how the coaching staff is gonna call plays to kind of keep it close, mm-hmm. you know, so they'll be playing it safe just to keep it close until try to get to the second half. So I was thinking at least second half and then, you know, maybe some mistakes by Texas. And then, you know, of course, a couple, you know, big plays by Alabama may kind of push him up a little bit. But Texas into it. To Man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, I'm not one of those. And <laughs> you said you was going to start making the T-shirts that you <laughs> that will sell right. y'all. Right. Texas fans. Right. Yeah, what kind of you. shirts we going to start selling Texas fans? <laughs> what if? <laughs> And some what if t-shirts. What if. And you can fill in the blank about the what if because there's a lot of what ifs. Oh, yeah. 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 And put the 09 and 22 on the back. Oh, man. It was, like I said. But there again, I mean, it was another what if. Yeah. I mean, hands down completely because yeah. I I didn't, I, I'm not going to lie, I didn't watch Texas play UL Monroe in the first week. Right. I didn't see that game as being a game worth watching. Right. I just, you know, check the box scores after the game. And the box scores, like I always say, you can't go by just the box score. There's a lot of different things that happen during the 
course of a game that can, right. you know, some of it gets skewed, some of it's, oh, it's right before the half, we're just going to take a shot, you get an interception, you know, stuff like that. Right. So I looked at him in the stands like, well, okay, I heard a lot of hype about this kid and everything, and wow, Dude. that kid played Yeah, it's going to be interesting, I mean, for Texas next few years, yeah. several years, I would say. <laughs> That quarterback room is gonna look good. Man, you are not lying. That Quinn Ears, he was he was taking he got whatever he wanted. Oh yeah. Yeah. My man did what he did. But I tell you, tell you what, who I really, really want to applaud. Coaching staff slash offensive line. Yes. Yes. You are not lying. <laughs> you are not lying right there. That's the one part right. that and that was one of the main reasons I was like, oh, <laughs> we gotta Fresh, uh, second year freshman quarterback or sophomore, whatever his class is that he's right. ranked now, coming in there against this Alabama defensive line, right. and there's no way I thought that that kid would survive that game. Right, there was just no way. I thought for sure. I mean, you even heard in the in the media clips beforehand. Yeah, I thought that Will Anderson was going to live in that backfield. Right. I mean, he even. Missing himself. Oh, yeah. I mean, he came out and said what he was going to do to him. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, he kind of gave the guy a heads up. Yeah. coming for him. So, you know, he kind of game plan for it. Hit it right on right there. Right. You did. The, the offensive staff and that offensive line, they mm-hmm. played a great, great game. Awesome, man. They even got pushed in the run game, dude. Yeah. And pretty much, I mean, a play here or there. I mean, right. a, a great D-line like that, you're not going to stop every single play. Not you're going to run not 80 not. plays. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But for the vast majority, them quarterbacks for Texas had time, right? Which is something I did not expect. You didn't. You expect. <laughs> you know. You expect occasionally. Yeah, occasionally. I thought this was going to be the Will Anderson show. Yeah, because I was thinking for me, Will was they, they'll have to you know get some help over there and chip him. Yeah, you know, and they did that. Yeah, on um, yeah. multiple accounts. Yeah, they did. Yeah, but there was occasion that that tackles by himself. Hmm. And he did, was holding his own. Did a good job. It was. I guess that NIL they're paying them Texas O linemen are worth it. Starting to pay off. <laughs> Starting to pay off, brother. <laughs> there was a very controversial play right. in that first quarter. Right. Where it's 31 seconds left. Quinn Ayers just threw a bomb. Mm-hmm. Got him down on the two, three yard line, I believe. Right. Where that kid was getting pass interference on. The guy, I saw a replay this morning. The guy actually had his hand in his face mask right. with his head turned sideways as he was catching that deep ball. Right. And had the concentration to reel it in. Right. And they get down there. It's 31 seconds left in the first. And it's a really close game. And Quinn Ayers drops back, throws it out the back of the end zone. He drove him in the ground. Right. That should have been a penalty. That was, well, here's your what if. Right. There's that. Well, I would say that was... One of the first what ifs, yeah, because there were several what ifs. Oh yeah, game. multiple ones, <laughs> multiple ones. That was one of the what ifs. Yeah, early portion what ifs. But that that should have been a penalty. That ball was clearly gone. Right. I he, mean, you had the opportunity to pull up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Now if he would have just ran into him, right. okay, whatever. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. It, it happens. Right. I'll, I'll give I'll give him that one. Right. You know, if he releases the ball and you're coming full speed, you can't stop. Right. But if you Bump him, shoulder check him or whatever, mm-hmm. knock him down. Okay, suck it up, buttercup. Get up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. But when you maliciously grab him and drive him into the ground. With your weight. With your weight onto yeah. him. 
And he has a, they said he has a sprained collarbone. Yeah, out four to six weeks. Yeah. They're hoping he can come back for the Oklahoma game. All right. I thought right there, I said, oh, well, here we go. This is over now. Yeah. <laughs> the way this kid's been playing. All right. But that Hudson Card came in and he made some big plays. Awesome, awesome plays. Injured. And then, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. He limp also. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking some shots. There. He was like, man, you can't you can't afford to lose this guy. No. And there was one, I can't remember what quarter it was, but he had like a 10, 11 yard run. And right. you could tell, like, he was just dragging his leg behind him as he was going. I mean, right. it was <laughs> how nobody got to him before he was really wide open because right. it took him about 37 seconds to run eight yards. Yeah, dude. Yeah, but that, like I said, I applaud that dude, man, to, to fight through that. Oh, know? yeah. And there were a lot of missed pass interference calls. Tell me about it. Dude, I mean, okay, yeah, Alabama had 15 penalties for 100 yards, but that could have easily been 25 penalties. Easy. I mean, there's one early one. Actually, before the big one that we saw, that receiver was in the end zone. I mean, he was getting checked while the ball's in the air, and he's trying to catch it. Yeah. In the end zone. In front of the ref. No flag. Yeah. So then, in the third quarter, right. we're tied 10-10. Right. And this is the biggest play, I think, of the game. Yeah. Alabama's mm-hmm. on the one-two yard line. Right. They get in there. They hit him. Okay. Through the replay, he wasn't down. So it wasn't a safety in that sense. Right. But where was the intentional grounding? But that's the thing. I mean, so there, there had to be something on the plate. There had to be some type of call. So initially we were watching it. It was called, they called roughing the passer. With targeting. With targeting. Mm-hmm. That, that was the initial call. All right, go to, <laughs> go to the replay, check it. Guy come back and said it was explained to him wrong. Yeah. And he should not have... <laughs> combine the targeting and the roughing the passer. Yeah, because that's two separate right. ones. I mean, both would have been 15 yards, right. but you can reduce the targeting, right. but you called right. roughing the passer. So, And through replay, I mean, we saw it multiple times. There was no targeting. No, he didn't even touch him, I don't think. I think he touched his leg. Right, and really no <laughs> roughing the passer because you, you're, you're tackling the quarterback. That has the ball still. That's right. There's no... There's no <laughs> Roughing. Granted, even when the guy did hit him, he had not, he wasn't down. He had touched the ground because he mm-hmm. was actually on top of a player. Yeah. So it was legal to go ahead and try to tackle him. Yeah. And in the process, Rajon is throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. There's no receiver there. Nowhere. So they reversed the roughing the passer mm-hmm. and the targeting, but then go to the explanation of. The intentional grounding. Now, I did hear, I guess they have these officials that, or, or previous officials yeah. that, you know, just kind of commentate along with the game or whatever. Yeah. And he was saying that it wasn't a reviewable call because, you know, actually it was called. Yeah, because so, it wasn't called on the field. Right, right. Yeah. So it sucked. So you knew it had to be something. Mm-hmm. And that would have given them two points. Yeah. And we all saw what the final score was. Right. <laughs> Right, that would have given that would have given them the two points and huge momentum, huge momentum because they would have to punt the ball, mm-hmm. which I mean they did, but yeah, you get the ball back plus the points. Exactly. So, I did not understand that explanation right. at all. Because one, he wasn't out of pocket. Right. 
He didn't get the ball past the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. They claim there was a running back by the goal line or something like that. Right. But still, we all know that that well, was. Well, you're just, in the grass like that. I mean, yeah. You know, occasionally these guys just trying to get rid of the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's all it was. And it right. should have been a safety, at least. Right. Like I said, from the intentional grounding. Yeah. I mean, maybe because he not, was in the end zone. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Maybe not from him touching the ground because he didn't touch the ground, which was a great play to stay up. Right. But that should have been intentional ground in the end zone, which is two points for a safety. Right. Which was a huge momentum swing. And this is the thing that aggravated me the most. Mm-hmm. And me and you talked about this during the right. game. Sarkeesian? Yeah. Just, oh, what is the explanation? Nonchalant, dude. Dude, it's like, dude the I whole game. Been, yeah. The whole game, they're blowing calls. Yeah, I would have been all over the rest. Oh, man. I would have been all over them dudes, man. He's I would have been there. the 12th man on the field. Right. I mean, there's <laughs> occasions, I mean... Multiple times that the, the camera panned to him and he's looking at his play calling sheet. Yeah. I'm like, blown calls. Right. I'm like, dude, no, you let him have it. You got to give me a better explanation why there isn't a call in the end zone. Exactly. And not just that. It, the more you start riding them refs, right. the more they're going to say, oh, man, okay, yeah, because I don't want to come back and listen they're to gonna this They're going to start dude. paying attention. You got to work the refs. Yeah, especially when when they caught the mistake themselves. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. They're, oh. Not, they're not some mistakes. <laughs> Dude, you know they had to feel horrible when they... And, Grant, the game happens so fast. Right. And not every play can get called. Yeah, right. I, I get right. that, and right. that's a very hard thing to do because the game is so fast. But, you know, when they went under that hood on that target oh, yeah. in the end zone, yeah. they know they screwed that up. Right. Because, like I said, it, <laughs> the lead official, was it was explained. It wasn't his call, mm-hmm. but it was it was giving them the explanation from another official. Well, so he made the call based off what the official made. But as he goes and does the review, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> along with the headset, <laughs> yeah, and he said, oh, "That's not the that's not the case here. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have made that call." But that was the way it was explained to him. So you know, it makes you wonder what they told him on the headset. Dude, y'all screwed that one up. Yeah, yeah. Nah. We gotta try to salvage this like, now. You, you're on your own in explaining this. <laughs> this is this is on you. We're in the booth. They can't see us. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? It will come out two, three days later that right. they botched the call, right. and it should have been made. But it's all irrelevant because you're not gonna go back and retrofit nothing. You have to do it in real time. Like I said, I understand the games fast Mm -hmm. and we have instant replay Mm -hmm. for a reason to try to get the call right and i don't want instant replay on every play right because i do believe there's holding on every play right there's like i said the pete carroll rule where you just grab on your dbs grab every play let the ref make the call i mean i don't i don't want every but big plays in the game like a situation like that that they knew they made the wrong call. Right. That a call was actually made, so it was acknowledged. It wasn't like it yeah. happened and there was no flag. Nothing. Yeah. You and know? they're just like, oh, fourth down. Yeah, but when you acknowledge it, that there's something going on there, you you, you got to get it right. Exactly. I mean, you have to. I mean, there's, just, there's no excuse for that. Because that ultimately, I'm, I'm not going to say that ultimately cost them the game, but it altered the way that they played moving from that point. Right. right. Because, I mean, I'm sorry, but that has to be a disheartening play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to stay focused and keep fighting and keep pushing. You know what I'm saying? Right. But when a call like that happens, not to mention all the other calls we talked about earlier prior right. to that. Right. At some point, it has to get into the back of your head like, we're going to lose this game. Because right. we're going to have to go well, super above and beyond to where they can't screw us out of this game. Right. And, you you know, there's, there's a... 
a game plan. You got to be pretty much near perfect. I mean, you're not going to be perfect, but it's a it's a thin line, man. Oh yeah, these big games come down to yeah. like we say a play here, a That's play it. there. It makes a difference. <laughs> it makes a huge difference. Yeah, I mean, there was another play in the fourth quarter. Where, like we were saying, right. at the end of the game, they start playing bad. They're not doing what they're supposed to do, like mm-hmm. they've been doing all game. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> I'm i not a huge Gary Patterson fan. Right. But with 27 seconds left in the game, he made the right call. Right, right. They were on the 37-yard line. He brought that corner blitz. Right. And he was that guy was going so fast. Right. <laughs> and probably thought, I mean, I mean, hell, I don't blame him. I mean, it's so easier to say, well, you got to slow down, set your feet, make sure you find your target right. and drive to. No, the hell with that. Right. We're we're about to upset the number one team in the country right. at home. I came off the corner free. I got a free shot at Bryce Young. And Bryce Young shoulder dipped him. You know what I'm saying? And he shot right by. I mean, by the time he stopped, he was 15 yards behind where he was. <laughs> I mean, that dude was coming out of his shoes. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? And that would have sacked him if he would have made the sack. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, great play by Bryce Young. Just hold his arm. Yeah, great play by <laughs> Bryce Young doing the shoulder dip, right. you know, and letting him run by him because they only had one timeout left. There's 27 seconds left in the game, mm-hmm. and they would have been back at like the 45, 46 yard line, right. and Alabama would have had to use their last timeout. Now, I'm not saying that Bryce Young wouldn't have made a throw to get him down in the field goal range, but now we really got now. Now we're getting this momentum back. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was a... And then Bryce Young's shoulder dipped him. <laughs> took off for 20 yards. Got him to the 17-yard line. 10 seconds left in the game. Kick a 33-yard field goal. Yep. Alabama finally got a kicker, which had hurt him in the past. Right. And they get out of Austin with a 20-19 to 19 win. Right. Great game. Great game. Awesome game. Probably game of the week. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Yeah, of course. I mean, you glued. Because, I mean, no one really, you know, probably outside some Texas fans and maybe here or there, maybe an analyst or something that really gave them opportunity, you know, to win the game or even keep it close. You know, my thing was possibly eh, maybe first half. Yeah. At least, mm-hmm. you know, with it being, the, you know, the atmosphere it was in their home. You can tell in this particular game, it's like when a big game like this, you can look at the players' face and reaction that they're focused. Oh, yeah. You tend to focus more yeah. in a game like this. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of serious dudes out there. So, it was making plays. But there again, we say, you know, what if? Yeah. What, what if? if? What I if, mean, what I if would. If <laughs> Quinn would have been there, dude. Oh, if Quinn would have stayed healthy? Right. I I think they might have actually won that game. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Because like I said, that secondary for Alabama, yeah. I was not impressed. And he was with really it. he was he was the one that was really pushing the ball downfield. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was taking the shots. Oh yeah. He, he was, was he was connecting down. and if he didn't, right. they had beat the they had beat the D B. Oh definitely. He was a hair he was a a yard here, a yard there right. off. Right. He was that Quinn ear, is that that I I took more out of that game mm-hmm. on Texas, and I've talked about this in the past. That and I said I think if they lost to Alabama close, mm-hmm. it would benefit them. Right, and they get blown out, get the brakes beat off of them. It's just another Saturday game. They're not where they're supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, now you just gotta, um, you know, you're rolling with your backup, which Hudson Card, which easily could have been a starter. Yeah, so it was. A, yeah, so they're good there. It's just that now you you, you want to keep him upright. You gotta keep yeah. him healthy. <laughs> 
Because he goes down, which he, he was nicked. Oh, Nick, he was more than Nick. <laughs> I mean, he's just staying in the game. You know what I'm saying? He was able to continue the game. But if you lose him and you know you have Quinn out for like four or six weeks, dude, that, that can be a, a setback yeah. for you there. It really can. It yeah. really, really can. And like I said, I mean, they they played their hearts out. They played, Definitely. They played good enough, I say, to win that game. Oh, yeah, easily, man. And think about it. They did that with a backup quarterback. How many games have we all watched Alabama play a team and they knock out their starting quarterback right. and then that game gets away and it's over? Right, right. You know? So, that, I mean, even if, even them, they see they, they got a lot of work to do. Oh. A lot of work to do. Yeah. And that brings us back. That game was so impressive on how Texas played them. Mm-hmm. Texas moved up to 21 in the AP poll this week. That's awesome. Off a loss. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> they good. I mean, easily. I mean, they, I mean, they watch the game. They, they, they're they aware of what happened. Yeah. And then, like I said, they probably didn't dock them too much, you know, Quinn going down. Yeah. It's like, eh. yeah, that was, a, that was a big hit for Texas. Even though they still fought there, they're thinking what if also. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Alabama dropped from number one to number two, which right. I think they probably should have dropped to number three. But yeah. I think what ultimately kept them at number two was what happened in our next game was Marshall beating, going to number eight right. Notre Dame. And that affected Ohio State. Yep. And that's what we always talk about. Yeah. You're always as good as what the teams that you play and right. how they play down the way. Right. And Notre Dame. Man, I like the head coach. I like Freeman. Definitely. I really do. Definitely. But, you know, he's the first Notre Dame head coach to lose his first three games. He yeah. lost the bowl game last year right. to Oklahoma State because right. Brian Kelly did. Mm-hmm. And then he played a tough game at Ohio State. I give you that one. Right. I mean, you're going on the road, your first real true game. Right. I, and they played well. They did. They played really well. They did. So I'll give you that one. Mm-hmm. I will. The bowl game, I'll give you that one because – they just kind of throw it on your lap. Somebody's mm-hmm. got to be the head coach. It ain't like. Yeah, you just kind of stepping <laughs> yeah. in last minute, trying to hold things together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that one I'll give you. And even the first one I'll give you. But this game against Marshall. Right. Dude, they paid Marshall $1.25 million mm. to beat him. Wow. Yeah. There was a lot of. <laughs> There was a lot of games that cost a lot of teams a lot of money right. this week. I mean, they played Notre Dame tough. They were down 15 to 12. With 14, 57, 11 to fourth. Notre Dame scored. What does Marshall go off and do? 11 play, 94 yards, right. 5 16, touchdown. They go up 19 15. And a team like that, you know, they're going to be really motivated. Oh, yeah. You know, they're playing, they're playing a top 10 team. Mm hmm. This is their know, Super Bowl. Yeah, they don't have anything to lose. So no, nah, they ain't got a damn thing that, to lose. That's keeping them motivated, just playing against you. <laughs> yeah. If I can get that on my resume. Yeah, at Notre Dame. Right, and get that on my resume, I'm good. Your guys are kind of, you know, nonchalant. Like, nah, this team's coming. Yeah. They, they, they're winning. You letting them hang around. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, it's going to give them more motivation to keep pushing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. So after they go off and score that touchdown, uh-huh. Notre Dame gets the ball back. What will they go off and do? Pick six. Mm. 37 yard. Take it back. Now it's 26-15. There's like five minutes left in the game. Four minutes left in the game. And they, they sealed that game. They put that game away. Right. Now, <laughs> this probably isn't what they would want me to do, but it went, oh, if I got that 37-yard pick six, and I said I know I pretty much sealed that 26-15, mm-hmm. oh, dude, as soon as I'm going into the end zone, I'm putting my arms out. 
Touchdown, Jesus. <laughs> right in front of it. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I want a picture like that. I'm hanging out in the Dude, wall in my dorm like, room. Touchdown, Jesus. Give it to me, baby. Yeah. I done knocked off number top 10 team in the right. country. That's like that's like T.O. <laughs> that's like T.O. as a 49 celebrating yeah. star. Oh, hell yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. But you saw what happened. George T. came after him. Oh yeah, well yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, yeah, but we all know though. Once I mean, you get that pick six, yeah. you're up eleven. And granted, I know, and I don't promote this or whatever because I'll be yelling at the TV. Just right. score the ball, go to the sideline. Right. No, it's at Notre Dame, number eight yeah. in the country. And you know I where they it. scored? If you look back, that guy holding the camera shot. Right. Oh, he got you. Yeah. Oh, I'm putting my arm. I mean, just like it. I mean, I I get it, I get it. <laughs> but then you know. I've seen in in sports overall. I mean, sometimes you know you rub people the wrong way when you do that and take a cheap shot at you. Oh, that's all right though. You can have it because I'm taking the dub. You got the dub, but I got the dub. They've been cheap shots. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you who's been showing out. Who's that? For Marshall that no one's really talking about, and that's because that Ali kid that I talked about in the pre-dang, I guess he's been injured lately, so he hasn't been playing for Marshall, who I think is probably the best running back in the Sun Belt. Is that Kalon LeBourne Mm -hmm. came from FSU. Right. Dude, that kid has been balling. Two games, 43, 43 attempts, 265, and three touchdowns. He had 31 carries, 163 yards, and a touchdown, a 42-yard run against Notre Dame. Man. That dude has been balling right, for him. Right, right. And that oh, Notre Dame defense is pretty stout that you know first week. Against yeah. Ohio State against a run. Mm-hmm. All told. Yeah, they, they didn't go run. to Henderson until yeah. the fourth quarter when <laughs> right. they needed to. Right. <laughs> but they played, they played good overall. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and that's before – probably the best running back in the conference comes back right. from being injured. Right. So, I mean, what do you do if you're Marshall at that point? Who who would have thunk? They're going to have a running back controversy. Well, no, Dan, you have depth. I mean, two dudes, you can. Yeah, you keep, you keep that You keep that, that starter fresh. Man, you ain't. You want to talk about a, a two-headed monster. Right, you keep that dude fresh now. <laughs> you got the Conference USA player of the year. That's injured right now. Right. While you got this kid who transferred in from FSU right. trucking folks. And now you got both of them. Right. You got two. Dude, got two. I'd run it like Bill Wall. I have two running backs back there. You wouldn't know what to do. No. It's a, it's a dangerous little team, man. Hey, that's a good problem to have. Yeah, awesome problem to have. <laughs> it is. That's a great problem to have if you're Marshall right now. Congrats, Marshall. Right. We are Marshall. That's go. right. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Next game we got, which was another one that was very surprising. And mm-hmm. this one kind of surprised me, too, because I talked to you after it happened. Okay. I didn't know this game happened until I checked my phone to make sure that it happened. Because, mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, I got the three TVs set up. I've had, I watched games on Fox, right. Fox Sports 1, right. all the multiple different ESPNs. This game happened. Nobody's telling me that this game happened. Mm-hmm. I watched it. App State went to College Station. Right. Got paid one point five million, and got that dub. You handed it to him. Hand. I mean, just completely outplayed him, dude. It did. Completely outplayed him. I mean, let me run through these stats real quick before we start digging into it. Um, Texas A and M. They only ran thirty eight plays for one hundred eighty six yards. App State eighty two plays for three hundred fifteen yards. Mm. Now, granted, the yards ain't that big of a difference, but thirty eight plays to eighty two plays. They're controlling that clock exactly. Right. 
third down, A&M was only two of eight. Mm. App State went out there and went nine for 20. They had 20. Mm. And they went three for five on fourth down. So they even stole three more possessions. Right. So on the way I down. look at that, that's like going 12 of 20, almost right. 60%. Right. A&M had nine first downs. Mm. App State had 22. A&M only scored one offensive touchdown. The only way they got to 14 mm-hmm. was one of them was off a kick return on special teams. Right. You want to talk about a game that cost you some money? You're talking about a, an offense, man, that, that totally disappeared. Completely. Completely. That quarterback, 13 to 20, 97 yards. Right. Against an App State. Mm. Now, this is the same team that we talked about last week. Right. They went 63-61 against North Carolina. Right. Okay, yeah. You didn't give up 61 points like Carolina did. But you didn't score but one offense. <laughs> Carolina scored four offensive touchdowns right. in the uh, in the fourth quarter. Mm, disappointing because I mean they have a young defense, so you can't put all that on your defense. Your offense no. gotta help. No. To to some extent. Dude, let me ask you this. Shoot. I personally, mm-hmm. that right there killed A&M shot. Yeah. I, I really do. I really do. Now, granted, okay, there is they'll run the table and go undefeated the rest of the way, win the SEC, and then they'll get in that way. Right. That's the only way. Yeah, because, I mean, if, if you, a two, I, don't think, I don't even think a two-loss team is going to get in there. Mm, depends on. Like, we got a lot of, the way this year is going, right. we got a lot of football to play. But no, this right here, yeah. it will, you will not get in this way. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. will not. I don't give a damn what App State does. Yeah. App State can run the rest of the table. Because yeah. don't forget, App State lost to North Carolina that can't play defense. Right. So right. when you start comparison so, losses, yeah. I don't think Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think nobody else is going to have a worse loss. I'm not saying this is a bad loss because App State's a really great That's team. That's a good team. But it's not like losing to... Another power five school, right? Or right. even in the Mar- it's not losing. It's not like losing to Cincinnati. If Arkansas would have lost to Cincinnati, right? I don't. It, no, it's, no, no, it's no, still no. App State. No, 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 it's still App State. And you lost at home, right? Yeah, in home. front of the twelfth man. Yeah, dude. Over a hundred thousand people. And 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 he had an option. I know he probably it probably crossed his mind, but probably was early. Do you do do you make that switch? Do you actually get Max Johnson some reps? Oh, you should have done something. You know, um, I think he's going to get them now. <laughs> you know, you went from Calzada, which I think was solid. Mm-hmm. and But you chose to, to go back with your starter previously. That was injured, yeah. of course. I guess you kind of sold on that dude. But you had a guy to come in and play solid last year. Mm-hmm. But you chose not to go back with him, go with the new guy now. You see what you got right now, the new guy. Yeah. And I don't think you were completely convinced on him. I don't know. But you did go get a veteran yeah. to bring in from LSU. Mm-hmm. He's played a lot of snaps. Oh, yeah. To back him up. And I think, too, you're Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. You got 343 left in the fourth. You're down 17-14. You line up for a 47-yard field goal. Uh. Dude, that was a horrible miss. Oh, definitely. Horrible you miss. You easily... I mean, it's okay. It's 47-yard line. You can... Probably go for that one. Yeah, I mean, probably should (laughs) have in hindsight. Yeah. 
But here goes something, and I was reading that I don't think a lot of people realize because mm-hmm. everybody talks about Jimbo. Jimbo's a savior, right? Because right. of what he did at FSU, he's going to come in, he's going to win these games. Right. And yes, he did beat Alabama last year, but you still get this. Right. I don't want this. I'm not right. paying nine, ten million dollars a year and paying this school one point five right. for this. Let me throw a stat at you sure. that a lot of people probably don't realize. He's been there fifty games, mm-hmm. right? This fifth year is it? Uh, I'm not sure what year. I, I just know this is his first 50 games here. Yeah, yeah. Right? Coach Sumlin was here. Coach Sumlin's first 50 games? Mm-hmm. Sumlin, 36 and 14. Right. Jimbo, 35 and 15. Mm. Sumlin. Hmm. Yeah. Not even as good. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Kevin Sumlin ain't making Jim, Jimbo Fisher money. No. No. Kevin Sumlin didn't have where the boosters can blatantly go out and what they say, quote unquote, pay for players. Right, right, right. right. He did not have all these right. and this same situation and had a one game better over 50 games. Right. And you just gave this man another extension. So you're tied in. You're tied in. You're and tied Aggie's in. got money. Right. Don't don't let don't let nobody get that twisted. Yeah. I but think- do you reward this guy? I'm not saying he needs to get fired behind this game. No, no, no. I think he at least another year really easy to get evaluated um, because a couple things. One is that class he brought in Mm -hmm. really won't benefit him too much this year anyway. No, but if I'm a booster... And right. I pay for it. Okay. Well, I got you. How, I, well, well, how I, can I say this without? <laughs> you can't say <laughs> But you got these guys in and they're compensated. And then, yeah, I got some guys that are yeah. very well compensated right. that I'm paying, that are, are being paid. Right. Because now we legally can. And right. I'm not knocking, I'm not saying they broke any rules or did anything nah, wrong. Because nah, nah, nah. if that's the rule, right. then that's the rule. Right. And. I just paid App State $1.5 million to come here mm-hmm. to lose this game mm-hmm. and look stagnant yeah. and not. I mean, these offensive stats is horrible, dude. It is. So that's why it's it's all hindsight. But I, I'm quite sure at some point it crossed his mind, dude. But there again, maybe you're saying, okay, I don't want to make this move because what it may do to my quarterback, my young quarterback. But hey. You're here to win games. Let me ask you this, because you've watched Jimbo Fisher's career, too, like I have. Right. And you've seen this, that he did while he was at FSU. Right. Who's to say that, because I don't give a damn what nobody say, Jimbo Fisher holds grudges. Right. He will not play the best player right. because he's upset at another player about something right. instead of putting the best kid out there. Right. Do you think maybe there's something like that going on at a and I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm saying from the quarterback position because he just got there. I yeah. don't think that's the case there mm. with with the quarterback because he he just brought him in and I, if you got to grudge that quick, dude. He just came over nah. the summer. I'm just saying. I, <laughs> I mean, know. Seen it. I got it, but he just came like spring. Yeah. <laughs> if I, you got a grudge there, and and, and I think it, it just me personally. If I think there was something there in that particular kid situation, mm. you would know it because of his dad. You would know it. Oh, yeah, that's true. You would know yeah. it. You would know it. Well, who's to say something like that ain't going to come up? Yeah. I just don't get I don't give a damn if the game's only a three-point game. If yeah. my quarterback is thir- going 13 for 20 for 97 yards mm-hmm. in the whole entire game, yeah. you saw that trend. I don't know what his stats was at the half, yeah. but if that's what it was at the end of the game, there's no way you can yeah, tell me that I, it and was. I, think, I, I don't think it would have 
affected the kid so much because sometimes, you know, a player and especially a quarterback, it just may not be his day. Yeah, yeah. I mean that happens. I'll give you that. So if you can just say, "Hey, man, look, let me just get this other dude a couple." You so you you sit over here, settle down, kind of watch things from the side. Let me get this dude a couple snaps, and and see what happens, and roll that way. Not saying, "Hey, I'm completely, you know, putting you out of the starting position just because I'm bringing them in." It just may not be your day. Yeah, and and that's that's truly possible. But what about not? I mean, how do you get outran? 89 yards to 181. This is SEC foot. I mean, these SEC offensive linemen, dude. I get it, but dude, how do you not lean again, on the run? Right there again, though. That's the thing. Did he abandon? It's oh, you damn right he did. He ran it only 18 times. That's what I'm saying. A lot of the coaches abandon that. Yeah, they just abandon the run. Yeah, and just say, oh well, the hell with it. We're gonna toss it and see. <laughs> you know, we're gonna you know hit our playmakers. Which he's got a couple of dudes that made plays. So yeah. let me lean on them. You know, but sometimes you can't let let the other team dictate what you do. Well, I guess, I mean, if you want to take some shine and light out of it, they were, quote, unquote, balanced because they ran it 18 times and only threw it 20. But you averaged 4.9 yards per play on both. You right. should not average 4.9 yards per pass attempt. Not passing. Not at all. <laughs> 4.9 an attempt on rushing is great. Unless you're doing this, this uh, uh, quick sling passes. Yeah, swing passes real quick, and then you know make the guy miss and try to make it. <laughs> I can see four point nine. Yeah, you know if he's not. I mean, I don't, I don't. I mean, yeah, seven turn or seven penalties for sixty yards. They had two turnovers. They lost two fumbles, which that isn't good either. Oh, he's checking himself. You know, I mean, but dude, I'm not paying all this money. I'm not paying one point five to App State. Right. I'm not paying however much that breaks down for Jimbo. I'm not paying these damn players all this money right. to lose the App State at home. Right. I'll tell you this. I bet you A&M doesn't go to App State next year like North Carolina did this year. Right. Hell, I bet they look at their schedule and they playing App State. They'd be better off just to pay their ass off and not even go play them next year. Right. And it's something, dude, just to try to keep your team motivated and going, dude. It's like, But you shouldn't have to. You recruit these kids as football. No, this this game, I think there was a... Hold on, let me look and see. What was the point spread in this game? I mean, that, that, no, there's no excuse to stay motivated no. when you're an 18-point favorite right. Right. against a Sunbelt school. Right. You, now, the Sunbelt showed out this weekend. Well, then, but they also, but, they, they considered App State's previous game, the mm-hmm. points that they're giving up. So they're probably thinking, okay, maybe you don't have a solid defense. You gotta consider, North Carolina didn't have their best offensive player on the field. No, and still got sixty three on. Right, so they're probably looking at it as okay, well, this dude was sixty one. But look at what A and M did against, and we talked about the weather delaying and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, they won thirty one nothing against Sam Houston State. Right. So why couldn't this game been at least a thirty four fourteen game? Right, but there again, like I said, that that game could have affected both teams a certain way by being. A, de- a delay the longest it was. It could have affected Sam Houston, Sam Houston State. Oh, yeah, probably a lot more than You know what I'm saying? A&M. It could have affected them a lot more. Yeah. And probably had some effect on them because, I mean, you've been sitting out for hours and now you got to go and warm up or do go through the whole process all over again. I think Jimbo Fisher's in trouble. I think Miami's going to go there next week and beat him. I really do. I um, really, really do. 
But th- this is th- but this is my question. Do you as far as getting back on track? Mm-hmm. Does, oh, you better happen in practice this week. No, no, no. But no, yeah, I mean, as far as the players, of course. But I mean, d- d- does he make that change? He better do something because I tell good. you like this: that yeah. Tyler Van Dyke. Right. If your quarterback gonna go thirteen for twenty for ninety seven yards, right. Miami gonna run him out the building. Right. And I'm not sold on Miami. I don't I think mean, Miami. You know I mean, back. He, he did I'm not going to say Miami. He did back. a solid, a solid thing. I mean, they pulled off the second half, but first half. Yeah, you know, but. I mean, if you don't come I mean, correct, I think Miami can go in there and win that game. But I, I don't think I don't think he would allow offensively that offense to be that way without making that change. Oh yeah, he he, he better come up he, with he something. He ain't gonna do that. I mean, like I said, he's got a guy that's played a lot of ball behind you know as a backup quarterback. Yeah, because like I say, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying they're gonna fire him, quote unquote. Right. But you can't start the year out one and two, and then you got Arkansas, Mississippi State, and then Alabama. Because right now, now that Alabama game don't have no luster, right? It don't. I mean, on I mean, yeah, you can still win it. You, you can still win. upset them. Yeah, and but it just be a spoiler for them. Yeah, and where's that top five matchup? Right. Where's this? Where's this Texas A&M right. Jimbo Fisher right. that skipped out on the bowl game because they wanted all that hype leading into right. this year to put right. them in position, and now they dropped the 24 after losing to right. App State? Where Where is all this hype? I mean, everything that Jimbo Fisher did mm-hmm. between skipping out on the bowl game and not playing Wake Forest, because right. I think Wake Forest would have beat them last year, right. to the, the number one recruiting class, mm-hmm. to all the info and all the back and forth with Nick Saban and all this hype and all this to build this up, this top five team. Here we right. go. This is our year. We're going to beat them. Right. And then you come out and you lay an egg against App State. Yeah. Dude, I no. Hell no. Yeah, I think I just think he had he had options, but then I mean, the coaches they they make those calls and decisions how you know however they like. I guess he figured, or he going with the startup over Max Johnson, which I, I know Max is pretty solid. Oh yeah, of course. You know because he played a lot of ball. Actually, he played more than the starter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, know? but and hell, he couldn't have done no worse. Right. I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? Right. You gonna make somebody get somebody's feelings upset? Right. I'm just saying, if you're not moving the ball, dude. Yeah, I mean, so, and like I said, sometimes it's not your day. No, no, and that and that's completely possible. <laughs> and that's I mean, okay. I, yeah, there, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> there's okay. okay. There's just something they're doing that you, can, that you can't process. And a, of, and a lot of teams would do that. A lot of coaches would make that call just to say, "Hey, let's see if we can put a spark yeah. in the offense." Mm-hmm. And uh, he decided not to. Yep. <laughs> so. And that's his stubbornness. Right. And his stubbornness is what cost him. Right. It is. So, we'll just have to see next weekend. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we will. We'll touch on that one on our preview yeah. show in the next episode. Right. Another game we got here was Tennessee at Pitt. That was a really great game. Really good game. It really was. good game. I mean... Um, Back and forth. Yeah. Back Pitt, and forth. Pitt kind of jumped out on them early. Yeah. But, like I said, knowing Tennessee, they're going to run a fast-paced offense... Dude, whoever was covering that Cedric Tillman, I feel sorry for it. Right. I swear I think all that man ran was go routes. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't know. That DB right now, he's still probably in the ice in the ice room. I mean, that Cedric Tillman, and he, he got his. Nine catches, 162 yards, and a touchdown. Right. And granted, like I said, you don't know what kind of depth they have behind the starters. Mm-hmm. No. And that Slovis, he ended up going down. He ended up getting injured and right. didn't play the whole game. And I think that kind of hurt Pitt, too. Right. Not saying that that would have made a difference in the game, but he was, he was pretty much getting what he wanted, too. Right. I was really impressed with t- Tennessee's offense, mm-hmm. but I was really under in their defense. Right. Because the same sense, I mean, Pitt – 
not being a high power offense still was able to pick and choose and get what they wanted. Right. But they both made great plays. They it went made, to overtime. Yeah. 34-27. I mean, hell of a game. Great game to watch. Yeah. It was. I mean, we were glued to this one. <laughs> yeah, that one and this next one we got here. Houston at Texas Tech. Dude. Another. Uh, what if? Yeah, fourth quarter comeback. <laughs> That's going to be our motto, what if. What if. What if, everybody. <laughs> Double overtime loss. Right. Had him. Donovan Smith converted a fourth and 20 on the first OT. Houston comes out, and once again, right. they did the exact same thing mm-hmm. they did the week before. Right. We go to overtime, win the coin toss, and what do they tell them? We want the ball we want first. The ball first, yep. And it ended up, they got the benefit of the doubt and ended up winning last week, but I think it really cost them this week. Right. And because they went out, first drive, got the ball, went down, scored a touchdown. Yeah. (laughs) Then, like I said, that, man, that Parrish, that DN. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I don't know if anybody's paying him yet. Dude. Somebody need to pay him. I'm telling you, last week. That kid right there. That dude's lived in the backfield against UTSA. Like I said, that kid was playing like he was trying to get... Yeah. An NIL he, deal. He's built that like kid, a linebacker. dude. That DN. <laughs> yeah. That kid is balling. Yeah, yeah, my man. My man's been bringing the heat over there, man. Dude, he has last game. He had ten tackles, four sacks, and a forced fumble. Right. In twenty twenty two, he's got thirteen tackles, four and a half sacks, and a forced fumble. Well, but that game last night or yesterday, they couldn't stop him. Mm-mm. You're, a DN should not have 10 tackles in it. Should not be the leading tackle. That's in the not game. your normal built DN, though. That dude's built solid, dude. Mm-hmm. And like I said, he was putting pressure on the previous week on Harris. He actually caused that interception. Yeah, and have four sacks and six tackles for loss. Right. I mean, that. that somebody give one. him a deal. Yeah, they got a good one on that <laughs> end over there. They definitely got that one. Oh, yeah. And he's a what class? Oh, he's a senior. So And from Paraland, Texas. So he'll be eligible for the draft this upcoming yet. year. Yeah. yeah. So he, he, if he don't get paid this year, he'll get paid next year. Right. He will. I think he'll get drafted. But yeah, and then they did the same thing. I mean, they went down fourth and twenty, mm-hmm. and he was pressuring and running down. Linebacker that's supposed to be covering the receiver right. comes in and said, "Just stand with your guy." Right. You know what I'm saying? As soon as he bites in, throws it past him, gets the ball to him, gets it up the field, gets the first down. Two plays later, touchdown. Houston comes out, can't do anything really. Comes back out. Field goal, right? Yeah, got a field goal in the second one. Yeah. Because now in the second overtime, they're playing offense first. Right. Because when they had the ball and had the chance to call it, they called offense again. Right. And then they went around and did it like that. Texas Tech ended up winning the game on, I want to say, like an 18-yard run from yeah. that quarterback. Yeah, from the run. The quarterback Global. that I said that they probably wish the other player, the other quarterback, was still healthy. Right. Now, that's <laughs> another good problem that Tech has now. Oh, yeah. Great problem for Texas Tech. <laughs> I mean, that quarterback. And in the second half, I think he had three interceptions. I mean, they have really, really, right. the defense have really stepped up on him in the second half. Right. Houston's defense did. And, I mean, you just – you give a good player enough opportunities, they're going to get you. Right. Eventually, they're going to get you. Right. You know? And it was a back-and-forth game. Came down to it. Oh, there was... If anybody can read lips, do not watch what happened after that 4th and 20 and read Dana Hogerson's lips. Right. 
<laughs> a lot of explicit four-letter words that we can't say on this show. <laughs> so from two high-power offenses that play pretty solid, we go to, once again, we got Iowa State at Iowa. Dude, <laughs> you eight points. That's all you need. You get eight points. And you beat Iowa. You beat Iowa. They're averaging seven points a game. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> this time... The right. seven came from an actual touchdown. Right. So they have one offensive touchdown, mm-hmm. one field goal, and two safeties in two games this year. Right. I don't get it. Well, that means your call. You know, I mean. Does he? You got to. Make that switch? Dude, you got to. Now, let me ask you this. Yeah. <laughs> that Petrus again, 12 for 26, 92 yards in the pick. He still ain't threw a touchdown this year. Mm. If he's that bad. How bad is that backup? Right. I mean, at what point do you say, well, hell, we give this dude a chance. I mean. Give me somebody to get 100 yards passing. They ain't even gotten that yet. I know. (laughs) No. Because, I mean, they're normally, um, I would say, a balanced team because they run the ball. Yeah. And passing, but the passing is not holding up up his end. Dude, they only had 150 yards total offense yesterday. Man. Again. 58 yards rushing, 92 yards passing. Man. I mean, I don't, I just don't understand this off. I mean, this offense is horrible, dude. Yeah, it's this stagnant. Is first time they've lost in seven years to Iowa State. Uh, Iowa State came in feeling good about this game. Yeah, because like you said, they only needed eight points. Eight I mean, points. How good do you think any team would be going into a game if all you need was eight, eight points, points to win the damn oh, game? Oh, we good. This average over <laughs> eight points. <laughs> I mean, Iowa point. plays Nevada. Now, granted, it's Nevada. They got them as a 20-and-a-half-point favorite. Iowa ain't even scored 20 points this year. Combined. Combined. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I, Nevada's looking at it. Hey, we can score probably... 20 points. You know, if our defense can hold up. No, Iowa State in the third quarter put together. Now, this is after Iowa's down on the goal line and fumbles on the one-yard line. Now, this would have made it 14-3 at this point. Right. Now, Iowa had three turnovers last game. Mm -hmm. but So, they end up fumbling on the one-yard line, right? Right. Iowa State, 21 plays. 99 yards, mm. which is impressive. Right. They used 11 minutes and 49 seconds Man, that's, of that, the clock. That's tough. I want to say they converted like five third downs on that drive. Right. To take the lead with 827 left in the fourth, 10 to 7. At that point, I said, this game's over. Right. And it was. I mean, granted, yesterday it was raining in Iowa. I'll give you that. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But, dude... Your quarterback, you're averaging a hundred yards a game. Your quarterback has is barely thrown for two hundred yards. That's what I'm saying. A hundred yards and seven points. Yeah. I mean, if you add their two games combined, they've had three hundred and sixteen total yards wow. in two games combined. They've scored fourteen points and they've given up thirteen points. Mm. At what point, like you said, do you make the switch? Do you finally say, son, this is not working? Yeah. Yeah. Or I mean, do you even start looking at, you know, of course you look at the backup, but I mean, you would uh-huh. think they have, what, three, four, I don't know the 
You would the hope. Cl- the class rankings or anything. If yeah. you know, have a couple of freshmen or whatever. But you would think there's another upperclassman that come in. Or, I mean, sh- shoot, well, you're only scoring seven points. Start looking at maybe some defensive guys playing <laughs> offense. <laughs> I mean, my thing, I mean, and that's why I don't get with, like, the point spread. Mm-hmm. How do you have them a 20-and-a-half-point favorite? They've only scored 14 points in two games. I don't give a damn who you're playing. Right. I at least made it 10. Yeah, it's not like you're marching <laughs> the ball down, up and down the field, but not scoring in the red zone. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, yeah. the three turnovers hurt them in the last game. Maybe they could have got some more points or whatever. That one, they pretty much could have sealed the game, but they fumbled it. But, I mean, what you're going to end up doing is if you don't figure out the quarterback position, you're going to waste a great year by that defense. Because, like we of said, course. that defense can probably have the best defense in the Big Ten. They're not giving up much. No, nothing. I mean, they ain't giving up anything. And that's even being on the field. Yeah. They, they've given up six and a half points a game and only 216 and a half yards a game. That's good defense. Hell, yeah. They only gave, they've only given up 433 yards in two games. Mm. There's a lot of games last night right. <laughs> where teams gave up twice that. Right. I mean, so you're you're – if they don't figure out that quarterback position, they're going to waste a great defensive team that they have, so. unfortunately. I think, so. yeah, I think they're going to waste it, me personally. Yeah, I mean, you can have the best defense in the Big Ten and the worst offense in the country mm-hmm. and hope that you can get to 6-6 six and six and go to a bowl game. Right. You know, when this team, if you had anything at quarter, just a heartbeat at quarterback, mm-hmm. you would... You you could win the division, but there again, man, we talked about our how they're recruiting. Yeah, at, at that position. Yeah, I mean, look at their division. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wisconsin got beat yesterday by Washington State, right? Right. Because Washington State had a quarterback yep. that could move the ball, right? <laughs> right. I mean, that Wisconsin Iowa game mm-hmm. could be another seven three game. Yeah, man. So who would be the leader of that division? That's crazy because that's why, yeah. I, you know, they, they Illinois, used to, they used to, Purdue, m- yeah, maybe one of the two. You know, I mean, it's got <laughs> wide be. open. Yeah, exactly. And with that all happening last week, we had four, and I'm pretty sure a lot of these schools can't wait to get the conference play, right. just so they ain't got to play these FCS schools. Right. But we had four FCS upsets again mm. this week. Eastern Kentucky went to Bowling Green, won 59-57 in seven overtimes. Mm. They scored a touchdown as time expired to force overtime, and then they end up winning in overtime against Bowling Green. Man. Holy Cross won at Buffalo on a Hail Mary to win 37-31. And those were the close ones. Yeah. Incarnate Word went to Nevada. I saw that, dude. Was- <laughs> Ooh. These next two games, they... They handled the fifty five forty one, yeah, and then Weber State goes to Utah State thirty five yeah. to seven. What kind of shape was Utah State in? Or Nevada after after Alabama, <laughs> dude? Even after Alabama, you should have looked at Weber State like, okay, here we go. I mean, did they really get that beat up? Yeah, maybe mentally. <laughs> oh yeah, they, they, well, if they wasn't after maybe, that one, they damn sure are man. now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Week to week, dude, it's like can these dudes stay motivated and hungry? Because you can see it in a, in a few teams, man. Don't 
You don't seem like the the hunger. No, the urge ain't there. Yeah, it's it's not. It isn't. And maybe with like the expansion or something, you'll get more of that. Yeah, but but I mean, it's only week two, man. You've been (laughs) yeah. You should still be in it week two. Yeah, I mean, you you've been at it. You know what I'm saying? All spring and summer preparing for the year. Mm-hmm. So you you put in work. A lot of work. For this time. And not to be motivated to do when it's finally here. I mm-hmm. mean, you got to think about it. Like we talk about it all the time. This season, yeah, it's a, you know, 12, 13 games some, probably for some schools. Yeah. It go by quick. Very quick. Like <laughs> we said, I mean, this is our third week already. Right. Week zero, week this, one, and week two. This goes by quick. So yeah. you still should be having that urgency, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and granted, for the most part, for the most part, most of these teams hadn't started conference play. No. Yeah, we ain't even got the conference play yet. Yeah, you just playing out of conference games. Yeah. I mean, a handful here or there playing a conference yeah. game or whatever, but for the most part, it's not conference heavy yet. Right. That usually ain't till about the fourth week or so. Right. The end of September 1st of October. Right. It is depending on if you play eight or nine conference games, which I still think everybody should play nine, but right. whatever. <laughs> right. But it's still early. Oh, yeah. Way early. So we just want to give a special shout out to the FCS schools, Eastern Kentucky, Holy Amen. Cross, Incarnate Word, and Weber State. Hey, if they want to pay you to show up, man, hey, go on, kick that ass and collect that check. Yeah, man, these these guys <laughs> coming in it was like, look, we ain't got nothing news. This, like you said, this is our Super Bowl. Yeah, we we get to knock off one of these teams, we get the bragging rights. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So hey, congratulations, FCS, and mm-hmm. if they didn't take you serious or whatever their lame ass excuse is, you got to go out and play the games, and they didn't show up, and y'all did. Congratulations, y'all. I'm happy for y'all. All right. All right, so another game we got out here that happened this weekend was the Kentucky at Florida game. Another division game. Yeah, division. Conference and division. Conference and division games Mm -hmm. right there. That is so true. Right. There's another team that was on a high. Yeah. You know, not making excuses, but, you know, they put a lot into that game where they were able to sustain it was the question. Mm -hmm. And came out to me watching it was flat. Yeah, that's true. So did they buy into too much hype that was happening I, I after think the so. Utah game? I think so. I mean, because even um, even some of the the press conferences, of course, you know, they, they talked to them throughout the week, mm-hmm. pretty much. And those guys, yeah, I think they kind of bought into that that hype. Yeah. Was able to, I guess, host uh, a portion of SEC game day, yeah. in their location. So, and then of course the fan base, and you're hearing all this patting on the back, and like, dude. Look, you you got a game to play. You got confidence. You you're no longer the hunter. Yeah, now you're the hunted. You hunted. You moved yeah. into the top twelve. Mm-hmm. You're being hunted now. I blame it on Greg McElroy doing the broadcast, well, but mean, that's just me. Well, they won with Dan Orlovsky, <laughs> so I don't know how much that. I can't made. stand Greg McElroy. I don't give a damn with yeah, nobody. I don't know how much that made a difference, but I, I think they just came out. They came out flat, mm-hmm. and I was watching because I, I, I'm not type of dude that I watch body language. Oh yeah, you know when when things aren't going well or make a mistake, what's your body language? Mm-hmm. And then I saw heads heads down. Yeah. And then when I saw heads down, I didn't see like a leader. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? To come up and mm-hmm. say, hey, pick your head up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a mistake. Let's go. Because you, you normally, know I mean? if you got a dude over there, oh, yeah. they're rowdy on that sideline getting people up. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? But you didn't see that. They're just sitting 
yeah. waiting to the like a Tebow because they must right. have showed Tebow seventeen times during that game last night. Right, right. and that was him. If there was that a was bad him. play, it's like okay, no, come on, let's go. That's right. He's let's going go. out the offense, yeah. defense, special team, whoever. Mm-hmm. They don't have that dude. Yeah, they're just kind of there. Do you think with Richardson, he seems more the quiet, right, um, introvert? Right. Type conservative type person right. is that something that he needs to develop? As will they? I mean, I, of course they'll listen and they'll follow, but is that sort of his personality? I think a personality is more laid back, friendly type dude. Mm-hmm. But I want to do it. Just me, not saying I would. I wouldn't want Richardson. Yeah. I want to do to go in there and ruffle some feathers. Yeah, that might like a Tebow did. Yeah. That wasn't scared to get in front of the defense right. and say, hey, if y'all don't make a damn stop, we ain't going right. to win this game. Right. Not like, saying, do your and, job. Knowing, and knowing that even when we him saying that, I make mistakes too. Mm-hmm. But I'm still going to get on you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The door is open for you to get on me Yeah, when I mess up. But I'm going I'm to get on you. Yeah. We're going to win this game. Oh, I'm yeah. Because, I mean, dudes are out there chirping. They're mm-hmm. coming at you. I mean, how can you be out there playing this sport right there, dude challenging you? Yeah. And, and you're not up for the challenge. Oh yeah, and it's football is um, <laughs> the closest we have to gladiator sports, right? I believe. Right, you know? you're not gonna come at me, and then you know I'm just gonna just take it. Yeah, nah, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna fold. Nah, I'm like, okay, you ready? You want this? Let's, let's, let's do go. it. Come on, let's, let's get it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I remember, man, I love this quote. It was it was it was Larry Johnson. Mm-hmm. He was playing with Charlotte Hornets then. I think, and I know he had battles with like Charles Bartley or whatever, and they were showing highlights when he was doing this um, interview or whatever. And he was like, This. He was like, I got skills, you got skills, let's match it. Yeah, let's see what it do. We both got skills, what's up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's the type of attitude yeah. you want your dudes to have. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, okay, that, you know, things aren't going my way, my head down. No, I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What's the weak spot? What's my advantage? Yeah. Uh-uh. And these dudes, like I said, I mean, I guess the coaching staff's trying to do much as they can to motivate them. But there were some dudes that, look, I didn't have to pull it out of them. Yeah. It automatic comes out of them. Well, and then, too, with Richardson, mm-hmm. to um, you know, with him, this is only his third start. Right. You know? Right. So, I mean, do you, do you think maybe he doesn't feel like, because he doesn't have that, experience under his belt yet right. that he can be come out and I know you can come out and be vocal anytime. Right, right. But do you think maybe that's what's getting him that he's like, all right, I don't I don't want to be that guy when I ain't really really ran the gauntlet yet. I right. haven't I mean but he can't wait to because he's gonna leave after this year but, more than likely. But so. this is the thing now if he keeps playing like he did last night. Well, he yeah, he'll be back <laughs> next year. But, but I think <laughs> what he's got to me or any quarterback a leader or I don't mean to cut you off, yeah. but or should somebody else on that offense step up to take him under his wings to show him and push him? But that's the thing. The offense so young. Mm. Yeah. They're all young. They went through the process of last year. Yeah. They all went through that. This is the thing is what he's got to realize. Whether whether he's that guy or not, mm-hmm. when you get in that huddle, guys looking at you. Yeah, They're looking true. for you to lead. Yeah. I mean, regardless, if, if if that's not you, you feel that's your position or not. When those young guys come in, the leader of that huddle is that quarterback. That is true. You know, I mean, you might have a rowdy lineman or something. Yeah. But I'm looking <laughs> to the quarterback. You're yeah. the leader. You're that dude. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you just take that position. That's what comes along with it. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you got to go in there and say, look, man, these dudes following me. Yeah. They're going to follow my lead. If I walk to the sideline with my head down. They're going to do they, the same. And they see that? Yeah. Like, come yep. on, dude. Yeah. You got to, you got to, I'm not saying fake it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you Don't know? throw a pick and be like, here we go. Let's yeah, go. Let's but, go. <laughs> I mean, your posture, you got to understand that you're being looked at. I oh, mean, yeah. Every time when he threw the interceptions, mm-hmm. the camera panned to him. Oh, yeah. Yep. The camera's on you. Mm-hmm. They're not on the receiver. Mm-mm. They don't run it back. It's on you. Yeah. You that leader. And one thing I got to say for Richardson, I'm glad he doesn't have Brian Kelly as his head coach. <laughs> and I'll read off this quote here in a minute. Because the first pick that he threw right before the half, right. I think, honestly, that was just, that was a good play. Right. The defense, the defender made a really good play. Right. I mean, he snatted it with one hand. Could he have thrown it better, different angle? Yeah. Right. Either way or whatever. And that led to a touchdown. The pick six. Like we talked about, right. I think that was on him, right? Because like you were saying, you mm-hmm. if you go back and you look at, he didn't read it; Mm-mm. he just re- threw it. He caught it and threw it, right? And the receiver saw the DB squat, mm-hmm. so he said, "Okay, I'm gonna go past him." And then you hit me in that gap between the corner and the safety because right. it's pretty much covered too. Right. And I think Richardson made a bad read, and that right. one was on him. Like he acknowledged it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that you know, if that was <laughs> Brian Kelly, oh, he would have. Threw Richardson completely under the bus. Right. So I don't. I know Brian Kelly had a game last night, but I think he might need to go back and watch Napier's press conference. Because right. I'm gonna read off what Napier said during his, and I 100% believe what he's saying. He said Napier says coaching is a lot like teaching. When the students don't perform as well as you want them to, I think as a coach and a teacher, you have to take a good long look in the mirror. Execution comes down to coaching. We didn't execute well tonight, so we have to take a good look in the mirror. That's what I will do and what our coaches will do. In football, as in life, you have to tell the truth. Right. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that quote because mm-hmm. that is how a coach is supposed to have a press conference. Right. At any point, he could have came out and said, yeah, you know, well, <laughs> Richardson don't throw a pick six and throw that other one before the half puts us in a bad position. I mean, what you want our defense to do? Right. I mean, and, and I mean, that would have what Brian right. Kelly would have did. Right. It was similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to make light of a loss by right. no means because right. they should have won that game. But in the same sense, he took the responsibility. He knows, okay, this is what we got to work on. Mm-hmm. This is what, we- and I think they're going to come out. And I think they they might like we was talking about right. last night. Sometimes this is what you need. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. Like I think even the same like with the Houston loss. Okay, you won the last one in double overtime. You right. went to overtime this time. You've right. been coming from behind in the fourth quarter right. and finding a way to pull it off. Well, no, let's get a reality check. Right. You need to be humble. Yeah, exactly. Maybe <laughs> we ain't as good as we think we are. Right. So maybe now, because we bought into all the hype, mm-hmm. that we're going to focus more on what we need to do. And I think both teams, Houston and Florida, will come out better from these losses that they got. It's unfortunate. Right. I mean, Florida still has that. And, and I think Florida and Houston both have everything still out right. in front of them. Right. If they run the table, which they it's can, in front of them. Yeah. then everything, all their goals and accomplishments are still in front of them. I right. don't think this loss hurts them that bad. It right. knocks them down, but it doesn't knock right. them out. Right. And sometimes, I mean, maybe that's what what has to happen, unfortunately. Yeah, and it's, it's, it, it, it's, I guess, a teaching tool for the coaches also because yeah. what they're trying to teach and train them is mm-hmm. like, look, we're doing this for a purpose. <laughs> yeah. And we don't need you to go commando. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, just <laughs> trust your training. We train you the whole summer, mm-hmm. you know, for these times or whatever. 
And um, but sometimes you know you kind of go off strip. You got to stay on the strip. Oh know? yeah, of course. But, like I said, in his case, I mean, I saw a couple things that probably hurt him because he missed some throws um, that were there. And, I, you know, I kind of I watched his reaction afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, you got to somehow within yourself and say, look, you can't beat yourself up. Because once you defeat yourself, you're defeated. Oh, yeah. It's over. Then. You're done. Yeah, it's over. Then. You know, so don't beat yourself up. Yeah. You know, you got to come back out. There's other plays to be played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully now you, you sit back and you got some time to think about it. Yeah. You say, look, uh, we can just kind of trust our trainer. You trust the coaches. They brought us this far. You got to continue. Uh, but just kind of real quick going back on that note about mm-hmm. the guys that, that's got the it factor or the dog that's in them. Man, oh, yeah. I, I saw that in that the previous week, that Kayshawn Booty. Yeah. He wasn't getting the ball. Mm-hmm. That dude, was he was chirping. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was mm-hmm. you wanting your guy. You yeah. Know, some people look at it as just complaining. No, 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 no. No, that's the dude that's looking to win. He's trying to figure out how to win. Yeah. I mean, you know? he sees the writing on the wall, and he's right. like, come on. I know we got to right. get this. <laughs> right. And I, but there again, I didn't see that out of those receivers for, for multiple reasons. One is a lot of them are young. They do have a vet over there. But I'm like, dude. And normally, those are the, some of the loudest dudes are the receivers. <laughs> yeah. They always tell you they open. Yeah. So you would think <laughs> the receiver would be over there chirping and say, hey, man, I'm open. What's up? Look at me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or trust me. Yeah. Just throw it up. I get it. I got you. You see I'm what I'm open. saying? That's <laughs> them the type of dudes you want. That's the mentality you want to have. And sometimes, you know, I think guys got to have it. Yeah. You know oh, I heard, I heard a story that Chad Johnson, he right. used to call his coaches at like 2 o'clock in the morning yeah. before the game to call them. And, and when they ring the phone, they'd answer the phone and be like, hello? Hey, coach, I'm open. And he'd hang up the phone on them. Right. <laughs> So wide receivers are always open. Always open. I don't care how you look at it. Them dudes, those are the loudest dudes. So those are the type of dudes, you know, or what you want your dudes to have in them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got to have that that dog, what they call it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was another good game. And I think, like I said, sometimes it's better to take these lumps early than Mm -hmm. it is late. Right. I think you got an easier chance to bounce back and continue to build if you take your lump early then if you wait right. till the very end and right. then you gotta fight and hope everything else works out for mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. so another game we had here last night was usc at stanford uh it's my first look at usc this year right i didn't watch them against rice right. i ain't gonna lie and stanford as we talked about in the past isn't the old stanford right. but they're still a power five school right but dude usc looks really really dude, good they're getting what they want the receivers get what they want Man, that Addison. Oh, yeah. Dude. And Williams. And Will, yeah. They get what they want. Dude, that Addison. I saw it last night, Addison. Seven catches, 172 yards, and two touchdowns. Right? Yeah. You got two touchdowns early. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he's leading the country, I think, with like five now. Yeah. He is four or five. And he ain't played but like one full game. Right. <laughs> he don't play in the third quarter. No. Addison don't play in the third. But he ran a post route. And he beat his guy, hands mm-hmm. down. And Caleb Williams put it right there, dropped it onto him. Running full speed, the the safe, the DB or whatever dives to try to tackle him, mm-hmm. spins him around, stays on his feet, mm-hmm. and walks it in for a touchdown. Right. That dude is an unbelievable talent. Those dudes, they got on that outside. And this is the key, <laughs> just like everybody else. I mean, it's early, not jinxing. Or anything, just stay healthy, play smart. Mm-hmm. 
Play them play when you need to play them, and when you need to take them out, take them out. Yep. To preserve them. Yeah. I mean, at Williams, another great game. 20, 27, 341, oh, man, four touchdowns. You know, they back there. Just I mean, back there. the stuff that these kids, and I get it, they haven't played the best of competition yet. But <laughs> these kids are showing out, man. I mean, right now this year, Caleb Williams, 39 to 49, 590 yards, six touchdowns, no picks. All right. You got the top receiver yeah. in the country. You have your top receiver that you brought over with you that you've already built chemistry with in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then you've added, you know, other weapons, and then you have a, a running back. Yeah. That I mean, die from, yeah. from Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. He had a big gashing touchdown right. last night. Because you can't you can't bring How do you guys stop in the box. <laughs> yeah. You can't come in the box. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna play Addison one on one? Cool. Right. He's got twelve catches, two hundred and twenty six yards and four touchdowns, and he ain't played but like three three, maybe four right. quarters. You can't this whole come year. in the box with that. Yeah, I mean you can't cover him, you can't cover die. I mean, he had that 19-yard run last night when he ran it. Dude, there was nobody there. Right. Nobody. Mm-hmm. They had two safeties deep, and they was not there whenever he got the ball and ran. Yeah. Just I mean, kind of all strip right here. I mean, it's uh-huh. just a commercial real quick. Because <laughs> it, it possibly could have happened. Mm-hmm. LSU went out there. Riley. Yeah. Now, think about it. What he brought over from Oklahoma. Oof. Williams and Williams. Mm-hmm. Keshawn Booty was already there. And Addison. And you bring Addison? <laughs> I'm just saying. That, well, there's another what right. if. That's not what if. Yeah. That's, that's a hell of a what if. <laughs> He's and already Lincoln there. Riley would have went there. Right. Oh, man. Oh, dude. LSU win national championship. He's, I think. It'd be, I do. It'd be probably better than that Joe Burrow offense. It'd be better than that offense. Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I, I think do. So. Yeah. Joe Brady was a great OC. Right. And maybe if it didn't have the same numbers that the Burrow offense had. Well, I don't know, because that's a lot of weapons. Burrow ain't have them kind of weapons. That's what I'm saying. I think he got more weapons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Caleb Williams would have had way more weapons than what Joe Burrow had. I think he had more. But I think, too, though, if you think longevity, right. I don't think Joe Burrow, I don't think Joe Brady would have had that level of success, right. longevity. I think he would have had some good years, right. but I don't think he would have had that record-breaking year like that every year. I think eventually someone would have caught on to him. I think he just caught him off guard. Yeah, and had a great system. But he would have, he would have got continued athletes. You put that, you know, defense yeah. around Louisiana. Oh yeah, and also too in that year too. I mean, like I said during that year, Joe Burrow was the only quarterback I seen that could scramble, throw the ball up down the field, and not have a yeah, chance yeah. in hell of somebody catching it. And right. they come up with it right. that I've seen since it looked like Johnny Manziel. Right? Because you remember Johnny Manziel would scramble around, run all crazy, get tackled, just throw the ball throw behind his head, and then Mike Evans go up and pull right. it down. Now it's a Right. Breaks a tackle, takes off with his 80-yard touchdown, and Manziel looks like a genius. Right. I'm not saying Joe Burrow didn't play good because he has played very well. Yeah. But I think a lot of that, too, had to do with those receivers that made him look good. Because there was a couple of throws that's like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. All right, good throw. Right, right, right. <laughs> it was. But, yeah, I think USC, that game at Utah, Utah bounced back pretty well last night. Oh, dropped yeah. 70. Oh, I mean, yeah. they played at FCS, but... Right. 
At least they won. Like the mother fool school schools ain't. Oh yeah, they're working <laughs> so, themselves back up. There. Yeah, and USC going to Utah. That's gonna be a good one because that's gonna be a great game. Because you have some, you have a a solid defense mm-hmm. and a solid offense. Oh yeah, and you're talking about some of the best defense is a good offense to keep them on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know if you can limit them snaps. Yeah. You know, and, and that's they what need they like a blizzard to come through too. Right, right. Just limit, <laughs> just, but just limit, just limit their snaps. Oh yeah. I mean, of course. <laughs> I mean, they can strike quick. Yeah, because they'll go there October fifteenth. Right. I can't wait for that game. That's gonna be. That's gonna, that's be, gonna be a game, right yeah, there. Yeah, because I mean, right now, I don't think up until this point that USC's defense has been challenged either. No, and they're not going to lose beforehand. I mean, they got Fresno State, Oregon State, Arizona State, Washington State, mm-hmm. and I don't think they're going to lose after that. Then they go at Utah. Then they got Arizona, Cal, Colorado, UCLA, and Notre Dame. Right. That's it right there. I yeah. mean, that right there either has them 11 and 1 mm-hmm. or 12 and 0. Mm-hmm. And then probably replay them Utah? for the championship. Right. In Vegas. Right. Yeah. I think that's very that'd possible. Be, yeah, that's very possible. So that, that'll be, that's going to be a game. Yeah. We'll, we'll like that's that going to be a good, good game. Right. I can't wait for that one. Yeah, we definitely I have can't. that one. Heck yeah, because that right there is gonna. And then I mean, if Utah wins, that puts Utah back into it. Yeah, but then you have to play you them know? again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Either play way, again. Yeah, you're gonna play twice. <laughs> this is yeah. just game one of two. Right. Right. <laughs> so yeah, so like we talked about in the past, I don't believe the Pac-12 is out of it. I think they still have that game really to set them up. And then I mean, unless they falter somewhere where they shouldn't, I yep. don't. And Lincoln Riley, I don't think he'll do that out there. Just because I don't think there's teams out there like there is that sleeper K-State that teams just seem to find some way to lose to or, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. So, all right, another game we have, which ended up being an expensive game. A lot of expensive games this weekend. Mm. (laughs) Georgia Southern at Nebraska. Mm. Very expensive. Very expensive. About $16.5 million expensive. They paid Georgia Southern 1.4 to come in there and beat them. Right. And then on Sunday morning, they they paid Scott Fry's $15 million to not show up. They wow. gave him $15 million in a cardboard box. Man. So I guess he uh he watched that Ed Onderon interview. I guess so. <laughs> Dude, that is some of the funniest stuff I ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> he said... <laughs> If you ain't seen it, you gotta watch it. Yeah, it Google. is hilarious. Yeah, pull up Ed Orgeron on YouTube. Okay. Yes, Ed Orgeron said that the athletic director brought him into into his office. He said, "Coach O, say he say, I hate to tell you this, Coach O, but uh, this this year just ain't going the way that we planned. That ain't going as good as what we thought." He said, "Hell, Stevie Wonder could see that." <laughs> he said, "We got you got seventeen million dollars left on your contract. We're gonna give it all to you." He said, "Hell, what time you want me to leave, and what door you want me to walk out of?" <laughs> right. That is the best line ever. Right? That was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. I mean, he's he's got a he's got a sense of humor. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so but check. he was honest. He was definitely honest. And that's what I've always loved about Coach O. I, I don't think he was a great head coach. I think the coordinators won that game, that, that championship for him. Right. I, he's a hell of a recruiter. Oh, yeah. He is. He's a great recruiter. Because if it wasn't for him, Joe Burrow would not have went to LSU. Right, right. 
A1. I mean, they want to win a championship, but mm-hmm. he's a hell of a recruiter. But, yeah, that that right there was some of the funniest stuff I ever heard. And I wonder, hell, if that's how Scott Frost did it. You know, <laughs> he may be with Coach O. Yeah, I'd have done the same thing. We're going to pay you $15 million. Hell, what time you want me to leave? What door you want me to walk out of? Right, man. So things just, yeah, it just didn't it just didn't click for him, man. And what does, I mean, what does Nebraska do from here? Well, I mean, they, they clear out. They go at Whipple to finish out. And then uh, there's, a, there's a few guys that you look at now. I mean, But you, who? I mean, you have a Jeff Levy out there. Mm. I mean, there's, yeah. dudes, there's dudes, it depends what you're looking for. You're looking for offense. There's some dudes out there. Would you look for an offensive guy? Because the last time they were successful was with Bo Pelini, and he was a defensive guy. Right. And defensive guys seem to be more involved with mm-hmm. the defense than a lot of these offensive guys are. Like a Scott Fry, like you said. Right. I didn't hire you for what you did for you to hire someone right. else to call plays. Right. And that seems to be more of the trend with offensive guys. Right. Is it okay? I mean, you got your Lincoln Rileys or Ryan Day. You know, people like you got a right. handful, Lane right. Kiffin, a handful right. of people that are going to call the plays. Mm-hmm. But it seems more they let the offense do what they do right. and don't really be involved. Not like a more defensive person, like a like a Kirby Smart. Right. Or I'm not saying they're going to get a Kirby Smart right. or nothing, but he just seems like he's more involved with that side of the ball than a lot of these offensive coaches. So, I mean, if you're in Nebraska, would you look for more of a defensive guy? Because you gave up 642 yards, 409 yards in the air, 233 on the ground, and 35 first downs and 45 points to Georgia Southern. But this, it, I don't it, give a damn how much you can score. We got to stop somebody. Yeah, I mean, that too. But that too. But look, wouldn't you think that's a real attractive job right now? Think about it. Nebraska? Oh, yeah. Hell no. You don't think it's attractive? Mm-mm. Why? Because you can't recruit. I'm going to tell you why it's going to be attractive. What? Because of the TV money? You're darn right. Hell no. You're darn right. Why, why wouldn't it be attractive? Look how much money they're going to get now. They can attract the coaches. Yeah, but. To go recruit. But still, the recruiting. How do you recruit? Just like we talk about, Nebraska doesn't have that brand no more. Like Damn, they used to. Yeah, but if you go get a, a good coach. Mm-hmm. There's good coaches out there. You go get a good coach. Now you can recruit kids from California. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can always recruit from wherever, but yeah. they don't have that footprint. I think Nebraska is a harder place to recruit. I think they need to do more. I mean, you can do you can on campus. That's what I'm saying. To with, with the money, you can do more to an extent. If you if you have a guy, and this this is this is where the money comes in as far as. What I see is with ADs and, and boosters and things willing to spend the money, you got to bring a guy in with a vision and a plan. Yeah. And I see that. I see that. That's where to spend the money. Not saying they didn't spend money with Sumlin and, and A&M, mm. but with Jimbo coming in, someone with a pedigree, what he had. Yeah, they're spending they were willing more money. To, yeah. yeah. They're willing but to spend more money. Now, Nebraska's even going to have more money to spend now with this new TV deal. Yeah. But if you get a guy that's got somewhat of a, a vision and a plan for the program, that's come from a good one, knowing exactly what you need to bring facilities and things up. I yeah. think it'll be, I think it'll be attractive. So who would you put on the, on the front? If you're the athletic director for Nebraska, who's the first person you're calling this morning? I, I know you're not going to get a head coach in the middle of the year, no, but, but if, if, if <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a, if you follow trend, 
if they follow trend mm. of these coaches, probably Bill O'Brien. Really? Trend, think about it. Trend lately was Alabama's coordinators. Yeah. That's been trend. That's true. That's been the trend. Alabama was offensive right, coordinator or defensive coordinator. Yeah. It's been their coordinators. God, that, that, they Nebraska, all, they're always, but they're always in the conversation. That's true. I mean, Nebraska want to set their program back even further. Go and take Bill O'Brien. Yeah. You're talking Bill, o, Bill <laughs> O'Brien. But I'm just saying, because you're seeing what they're saying, what he's doing with. Bryce Young in the offense. Yeah, but I think Wes McConnell. I'm not saying he's credit for it, but no, that's no, no, what no, they're no, no. seeing. Yeah, I think Bill O'Brien's more of an NFL guy. I think yeah. if he takes another job, he's going back to the league. But that's what they're seeing. So, but if he can, if he can bring what he this is his understanding, what he's gathered from Alabama, because that's what they're going to see as far oh, as yeah. vision. Mm-hmm. He's going to bring that type of culture here. Yeah, it's what they're seeing. What um, if um, and that that falls back to. Like like we say, he he seems like an NFL guy. So is he one of those ones yeah. that you take a risk that you might he might be successful, he but may. you're only going to get him for three years and then he's going to. You leave. may uh, give or take. I don't know. I mean, he he did pretty well at Penn State before he left. What about the Wake Forest head coach? You want to talk about someone who can do more with less? But yeah, that's but the thing. What's the move? Do you do it for what reason? Because I think he can win. Not just to he win. He can it. recruit. I get it. But at the same and he time. he can develop. I, I get that too. I mean, do they go at them or do, is that from his perspective, do I go there? Because now if I can keep this program solid for the next few years, I can make playoffs. But like Versus, we talk about, you're going to have the haves and have-nots with this TV money. I, I get it. But if I can make the playoffs. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Now, I mean, he might be able to. That's something. Yeah. That's something he has to balance. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Do I go there? Because right now, it way far as I don't have a whole lot of pressure on me. No, uh-uh. do I go to? Do I go to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, there's a lot of pressure there. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be more money, more pressure, more problems, more problems. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> do I do I take that, or do you go after a coordinator? Like I said, a Levy's an up and comer. But that App State head coach. Yeah, I mean, that's been trendy. You know what I'm saying? That's been a trend yeah. going after their coaches. Their coaches have done really well at the next level. Right. They have. You had that Satterfield mm-hmm. and that Eli Dirk. I mean, Dirk. you got a head coach at Missouri yeah. and Louisville. They come from That's App what I'm State. saying. If, if you Who's follow a, trend, yeah. that's that's a trendy pick. Yeah, maybe that head coach at App State. Right. But then they're looking. They're going to look, first of all, at the successful programs. Yeah. It's the first thing they're gonna look at. They'll be looking at, of course, Ohio State. They've been successful in recruiting, yeah, in that area, in that landscape, and winning. Yeah. Um, they'll be looking at, uh, of course, now USC. Because mm-hmm. do I get somebody who's got ties there? They can yeah. help recruit. You know, recruiting gonna be an issue. I need to find somebody who's familiar with recruiting in certain grounds. Yeah, that can go in there and get them. Oh yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying so. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna have some options. They'll have some options of what they're looking at, looking for. So yeah, let's see. I mean, Hugh Freeze always out there. Oh yeah, or Hugh Freeze. <laughs> I mean, that's another good option too. Right, it is. Right. So yeah, we'll just have to see which way they go with it. I say they just try to tread water through the year. At least wait towards the end of I the mean, year. I mean, you have a guy like Mark Whipple. He's familiar. See what's happening. Been there before. Yeah. I mean, just take you through. I mean, just they get, get you through. through. I can't remember who they says the interim head coach. But I mean, Al Golden's back in Notre Dame. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, you always got that. You yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's options. There's options of guys that's in college that love being in college. That, oh, yeah, of you know course. So, you know, but of course, like I said, they'll be looking at successful programs. Even they'll be looking at Oklahoma. Yeah. It says associate head coach Mickey Johnson will take over for the rest oh, of the mean, year. Yeah. Hey, well, so, I mean, damn, you know, it had to be bad when if they would have just waited. To October first, that buyout goes from seven and from fifteen to seven and a half. They would have saved seven and a half million dollars if they'd have waited like yeah. Three but weeks. do they? Are they just looking to get ahead of it? Because right now they're well, saying, for, well, for what? I mean, but that's what I'm saying. The seven million. Are you scared he's going to beat Oklahoma? No, and no, you not to keep him. No, not that. They're looking <laughs> at. They're looking at. I mean, get rid of him. They're looking at. They're looking at trying to get ahead of things now. I mean, because recruits is part of this thing now. Do you mm-hmm. wait later? You, well, I mean, October ain't going to make no difference. You wait later? October 1st. Or do you try to set things up with another coach? You ain't going to get nobody to move this time of the year. Nah, you ain't going to get them. But, you mean, you can have conversations. Well, yeah, I mean, you can have conversations. <laughs> but, like I say, I mean, you're talking about two and a half weeks which saved you seven and a half million dollars. Maybe that's why you're at where you're at. But, I mean, they're probably not even <laughs> thinking money now for the money the money, the money they're going to get now. Dang, like I said, I think if I could have saved seven and a half million dollars, I would have waited two I mean, and a half weeks. For us, yeah. Because I mean I doubt, like I said, I don't think he's gonna beat he would have beat Oklahoma and maybe he would have won one or two more games. But even in that, I mean, if he's what, four and three or you know what I'm saying, four right. and two, you right. can still fire him at that point if you right. don't want him. You just save money. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Do you do that? I mean, or is it, is it was it just a and the exo effect, man? I'm tired. It's enough. I mean, yeah. because you have fan bases involved too now. Oh yeah, they was they was social, chanting. Yeah, um, social media is fire yeah. Scott Frost at the half or whatever the yeah. fans were, but yeah, you so, also too can't let the fans dictate your who you put there or whatever. Yeah, too. but then the fans, of course, if you keep this dude, fans not gonna, they're not gonna come to the games anyway. Well, they will in Nebraska because there ain't nothing else to do nah, in Nebraska. I'm tired of that dude. Man, them them, dude, them people done had how many consecutive sellouts? Like 300 and something? Yeah, Going back to the 70s? It's, it's going to change if you nah. keep him there. They still would have sold out. Nah. <laughs> what else are you going to do in Nebraska in the yeah, fall on Saturday? We can tailgate together. Yeah, yeah just shoot. Good. Heck no. What are we going to the game for? We know the outcome. It don't matter. We're going to the game. We ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, we can't. We create something. What, shuck some corn? We'll put it together. Yeah, we're gonna stay out on the farm Am- tonight. Hey, Amazon delivers. It get in dark early in the fall. Amazon delivers in the brass. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you get whatever you need through I Amazon. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So then, the last game we had last night was Baylor at BYU. That game didn't end until two thirty right. in the overtimes? morning. Was two overtime. Two overtime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, they end up going to overtime. In the first overtime, both of them attempt to field going to miss it. Uh. And then the second one, BYU scored a touchdown, and then they stopped Baylor on a fourth down right. after they had some back and forth on their drives and ended up losing the game. Right. That's another top ten upset. That's three right. top ten upsets. That's four out of the top twelve that went down. Right, and that's week. and that's a reason. I, I thought anyway. I mean, just for the purpose of television, mm-hmm. you don't drop BYU out of the top twenty-five. Yeah. And then whatchamacallit, too, um, uh, FSU did not make the top 25 this week. So they did not move them up? No, they didn't mm. move them up. They mm. didn't. Okay. 
at the bottom field. They moved Oregon back up. They dropped A and M to twenty fourth. Uh. They moved Penn State in. They moved Texas in. Okay. So the couple of teams that fell out, those were the right. ones that replaced them. Right. Florida dropped to eighteen. Uh-huh. Tennessee moved up to fifteen. Miami at thirteen. Uh-huh. Um, o- Oklahoma State at eight. USC seven. Oklahoma six. Clemson five. Michigan four. Ohio State was at three, which uh-huh. I thought they might have went to two, but I think that Notre Dame loss kept them from being number two. Alabama dropped to number two, and Georgia's number one. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I mean, yeah, it ended up working out that way. There was some teams, some extra teams that moved in. And I think, once again, like you were saying, I think they moved that Oregon game, Oregon up, because BYU plays Oregon this weekend. Right. So you got 12 versus 25. Right. And it helps you, whoever the winner is, resume. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it'll end up being. And yeah. A&M dropping the 24, I think, like we talked about, I think they should have dropped them all the way out. But Right. I mean, they dropped, I mean, they dropped Oregon out. They lost to a ranked team. Yeah. And but, they, like we say, they play number 13, Miami. Right. You need that top 25 game to showcase, especially right. at 9 o'clock at night. Right. And they'll probably be out of the top 25 it's, this it's week. It's pretty cool, though. But that, but it helps, <laughs> it'll help with Miami wins. It helps their resume. Oh, yeah. So, it's, it's all about resumes right now. Yep. So, so yep. Yep. It was a lot of great games again, everybody. Definitely. Looking forward to week <laughs> three. Yeah. We're all ready to week three. That's the sad part. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's not going to... This season's going to go by, but enjoy every bit of it. Yes. All these games, all yeah. these... I mean, don't take it for granted. Right. Just because if there's a game on, watch it. Don't say, ah, it's a game on now. I really don't feel like watching it. Because before you know it, we're going to blink our eyes and this season's going to be yeah, over. And there's and some teams be... out there that's, that's getting getting people's attention. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. People wouldn't, there's normally easy wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they, they we're really starting to notice. That Sun Belt had a great weekend. Right. They did. They had three wins. Yeah, man, this, uh, I don't want to get <laughs> Two top ten wins yeah. for the Sun Belt. Right. Right. Don't want to. I don't want to get ahead right now. We'll get. We'll get into it later. But I kind of see where it's trending mm-hmm. with these teams. We'll discuss it at some point. But these teams um, that has these players that are producing at these lower levels, like you mentioned, the kid at Marshall. Yeah. That running back. What happens if he keeps that trend up next yeah. year? Oh yeah, or that he other running there. back comes back. He won't be there. Yeah, one of those two running backs will not be there. No, they're gonna if they have eligibility. They're left. gonna be they're gonna be um, vetted by yep. some other schools and and offered. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's where here we'll get into that. <laughs> yep, that is true. So that's gonna be interesting how it plays out the rest of the year. It will. But once again, y'all, it was another great weekend of awesome. football. I loved it. I hope y'all enjoyed it. And Taz, you got anything for the people? No, uh, everything's well, man. Um, just a lot of unexpected uh, news. So continue to expect the unexpected. <laughs> Who knows what happens? Um, we do have a basket helmet here. so Yeah, that one kind of fell off on us. Oh, and Vandy scored 25 more points this 25 weekend. more points. So Good job, Vandy. Awesome, Vandy. Uh, yep. Kansas. Got a win. Kansas. Against West Virginia. Two wins. Right. One more. And they, they get a mini helmet. Get a mini helmet. So keep it up, Kansas. And yeah. fans out there in, in Kansas. Uh-oh. Yep. So we're going to have to see. They got one more. And they play Houston this weekend. Mm, that 
first two weeks, what, overtime? <laughs> yeah. So they better get some stuff corrected because it looked like Kansas coming in at 2-0. and Kansas, if you can get them, if you can get them to overtime. Yep, you got a chance. Right. So, all right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. This is our week two recap. I hope everybody enjoyed it. And we'll see y'all next weekend. Peace.